All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's after 5 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. The Jason Greger Show, Sports 1440, live on Orders Nation YouTube, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Hope you're having uh, an awesome day. Be sure to, uh, hey, if you want to try it out tonight, lots of, uh, you can do it now because they have it for all the NHL games as well. The, uh, the odd boost, a little bit of a uh, fun, different things uh, inside the game that if you uh, want to try them all, check it out at playalberta.ca. It's time now for the spec report brought to you by GS Construction. As I get set to celebrate 50 years in business, you don't get uh, 50 years in business without a lot of success, a lot of hard work, few trials and tribulations. That's what they've done, and uh, looking forward to continuing on great tradition at GS Construction. As uh, we welcome in uh, Mark Spector, who uh, you're, normally joins us uh, online, but today he's making his way home from the uh, Chris Snow funeral in uh, Calgary, which I'm guessing a fairly emotional day, fairly inspiring day, Spec. Yeah, it was a little both, for sure, a little both. Uh, you know, there's a cat that accomplished a lot in 42 years. Uh, I would say to you, you know, as a journalist, you would you would get this, Jay. Here's a guy that in his 30s, he's from Boston. Yeah, he gets a job for the Boston Globe covering the Red Sox that he's really good at. Most of us would have just taken that job and and held onto it as long as we could, <laughs> right? We'd have done that job forever, and he did it for a while, and ended up coming into hockey and being a hockey executive and, a, and an assistant GM. So. Uh, he got a lot done in a in a relatively short time. Yeah, and um, really got a lot of exposure, I think, and increased awareness for ALS. And the, you know that it's 
awful disease, absolutely awful disease. And so I really applaud him and his wife, Kelsey, for being so open and honest in, in their journey because it's, it's, you know what, it was not, it's not pretty sometimes to have to show the truth about that journey. So uh, I give them uh, uh, yeah. boatloads of credit. Um, you know, in Calgary, here, here. You know, you, you, the Flames get a win. The players talked about it afterwards. It was a little bit extra boost for them uh, when you had the Snow family out before the game. They obviously all knew the Snow family quite closely. And the Flames, hey, they played well last night against the Jets. Uh, it was a competitive game. Unlike the game you were at in Vancouver, Spec. That's one where, man, you just burn the tape because, my goodness, there is, it is you would have to really dig to look for some positives in that performance. Yeah, there were there were no, I mean, I guess I could dig hard enough to find a couple of positives, but none of them really matter. No, it was, you know, it was, it was a little disconcerting and really just more puzzling. Even the guys in the dressing room we talked to after, no one, no one really had any answers. Like, you know, how can you... You know, these guys have been looking forward to this camp was so long and they started on September 5th with captain skates and went through a whole training camp on eight preseason games. And everyone was just champing at the bit to get going. And finally, the day arrives and you're flat as a pancake. Like guys were, you know, the orders were awful. Vancouver was very good, but the orders were awful. And there's no one really I, I never came away with any answers. Garner McDavid didn't have an answer. Uh, Brett Kulak didn't have an answer. Darnell Nurse didn't have. They, they could they could tell you what they didn't do, <laughs> but they can't tell you why it happened. Yeah, yeah. It's not. You know, it's one game, and so the orders were terrible last night. I don't think that means the orders are terrible. But the one concern I have, Spec, <laughs> right. is that. I know it's only one game, but it's been a long time that the orders have struggled at five on five, struggled losing some key battles. In the first period, uh, courtesy of Sports Logic, the orders won 38% of loose puck battles. 38! Like that, that matches what their head coach said. The work ethic, not good enough. And then, you know, their puck management, which has been an issue, they, they being Vancouver had 11 scoring chances off turnovers. The orders had one. And so, to me, that's a sign of, oh, here's a team gifting goals again, and that's been a problem. Yeah, no, that, all those things are true. I, You know, I don't doubt everything that uh, natural stat trick counted. Uh, oh, no, I don't that's need... from, those are from Sports Logic. They use video okay, and everything else. So, Excuse yeah. me. Uh, I, I could have, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to say this respectfully. You could see it without looking on your computer is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the game. They lost every battle. It was unbelievable, you know. And the turnovers were copious, right? All kinds of turnovers. And uh, listen, that's the point. Like all the fundamentals of the game of hockey, it doesn't matter how much talent you have and how many great players and Art Ross Trophy winners and all that garbage. If you if you compete the way they competed and you lose battles the way they lost battles, you can't win. Like you no. just can't win. It's it's just a fundamental tenet of the game. You can't win in football if you lose the line of scrimmage, and you can't win in hockey if you never win a puck battle. Simple as that. Yeah, Mark Spector uh, joins us. Uh, Matthias Ekholm, think he's ready Saturday? I think he should be. Like I hope he is. At this point, he's practicing hard and long, and staying out after practice and with the team. And the next step is to play. Like. If he's not ready to play by Saturday, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I, I can't see why it wouldn't be, Jason. What do you think? 
Yeah, I would think so. Um, and it was interesting. I thought at times Brett Kulak showed the rest of a player not playing in preseason, right? And uh, I, I think that's a factor. Now, maybe it's exposed more when the rest of your team is, is so lethargic, so, so it stands out even more. But um, like, I don't care if Ekholm was in the lineup last night, unless he's got some no. miracle potion that can inject work ethic into the veins of his teammates. Yeah, they, no weren't, they weren't winning that game. Um, but I have a question for you. So Jack Campbell comes in. I actually didn't even think he played that bad, right? Like, I know four goals in 16. I, like, none of them were terrible. Terrible goals like we saw last year from him, and then Stuart Skinner came in and had the exact same numbers. Who would you go yeah. in goal on Saturday? Oh, I give Skinner the start Saturday. If, if, if we're in a two goalie system, uh, I'm in no way blaming Jack Campbell for what happened there. There was no goalies winning that game for you yep. last night. There's just no way. So, uh, however, you know he didn't do enough to earn a second start in a row, <laughs> right? You know, I'm not saying, I mean, the team was awful, and Jack Campbell was just average. He didn't make any great big saves either, nor did Skinner. You know, they didn't, uh, I don't know what the expected goals were against the goals that were scored, but there wasn't a lot of highway robbery going on in the orders nets from either guy. So uh, I'm starting Skinner. It's his turn to start, and let's hope that, uh, you know, I felt for Jack because, Last year, the team played very poorly in front of him. It's certainly the first half of the season, I thought. And he really had some momentum coming out of the training camp. He really had he, – he had got a foothold and he had something there. And the team just blew it for him last night. I mean, they absolutely blew it for him. He's Confidence-wise, he's been pulled in his first start. He's probably back to where he started. And it's very wasteful. And I thought that the Edmonton Oilers players did him a disservice last night. There is, you know, Jay Woodcroft, nothing was going. He's trying different combinations. I would assume he'd go back to, like, did you see anything that would suggest that Brown with McDavid or Hyman with McDavid, one was better than the other? No, not really. Yeah. You know what? I think you, I think you owe your, owe it to your own, yourself as a coaching staff and to your team to just start again where you were and say, let's have a do over here. You lose to Vancouver two in a row. Okay. Hold on here. Now we're going to dig into this thing, right? Some guys are going to sit, and some guys are going to change, and some guys are going to move up. I get that. But that was such a debacle from player one to player 19 that, uh, Jay, I I just – I think they're going to start with pretty much the same lineup. I like the third line, frankly. I love the uh, the uh, Holloway-McLeod-Fogel line. I thought it was pretty good. And I also thought Darnay and Broberg were nowhere close to the worst pair in the ice for the Oilers. Oh, hey, honest, yeah, the, uh, there's to look at the defense and say, hey, well, this guy played really well or this guy like, yeah, it, you know, it's back. It'd be like, uh, you know, me going to a bald convention, and say I have the most hair. Yeah. Yay. It's uh, it's not it's not a win. <laughs> yeah, uh, any way you tallest, look at it. It's yeah. the tallest midget. You yeah. used to say when you could say that. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, not good at all. Meanwhile, the Canucks are obviously pretty happy. And hey, Thatcher Demko and the orders because the first seven minutes or first six minutes of game, the orders actually played well after that. It was gong show but Demko made some big saves early on and I know he left with dehydration with 10 minutes to go but man he looked like the goalie that's going to can push a team into the postseason when he got tested he was excellent he was for sure he gave him that early 10 minutes you know the Oilers had an early power play when it was 0-0 and, and they kill I thought the Detroit or the Vancouver PK was excellent they they deflected a bunch of passes and Demko made his saves and Sometimes a goalie doesn't need to give his team 
60 minutes of stellar goaltending. Sometimes it's a well-placed 10 or 12 minutes that gets you to the finish line. And, you know, he played well when it was a 0-0. And by the time the first period ended, it was 2 nothing, And away we went. So good for Demko. He's a hell of a goalie. He's got the pedigree that, frankly, neither of the guys in Edmonton's net has. But to me, it's about the team in front of you. It's, it's all about how your team plays in front of you. And, you know, I'd like to see Demko wearing an Oilers jersey last night. He'd have let in six, I'm here to tell you. Yeah. Well, Speck, uh, we will see what the Oilers do. The day off today, they got their autograph session here at West Edmonton Mall. The lineups are crazy already. Uh, it starts are in they? about uh, 40 minutes' time. Uh, they had the day off. Uh, they will uh, be on the ice tomorrow. I'm guessing it'll be a spirited practice. And then Saturday, it's all about how you bounce back from terrible losses. They can't change what happened on Wednesday. There's nothing they can do about it. But uh, you yeah. know, McDavid seemed a little irked after the game. And you know what? I hope they're all irked because the, the order's got to come out and play way better. Because, you know, Vancouver's going to come in here feeling pretty good about themselves. Well, and you know what I think? And I wrote this to a large extent today that, like when the playoffs come, we've all heard the cliche, right? It doesn't matter if you lose eight one or one nothing; it's a loss, and you you learn from it, and you bury it, and you go to the next game, right? That's what they say in the playoffs. They've been saying it for a hundred years. So, I'm going to say to you, the Oilers are going to be a playoff team, and they're going to get in a playoff series here, and they're going to lose a game four nothing, and they're going to lose a game five one, and they're going to look us in the eye, and they're going to say, "We got to park that game, and we got to come back the next one." And so that's where we're at. It's only game two of the season, but to me, Jay, this is a bit of a dress rehearsal. This is a, okay, we got blown out. We weren't any good. Let's park it and move on. I'd be very interested to see, you know, an, an Oilers team, if, if they can do it in game two, that means they can do it in the playoffs. If they can't put it behind them now, they don't have a chance to do it when they're playing Vegas in the, you know, second or third round, or second round series, right? No, uh, very true. Very true. Spec, have a good one, my man. All right, Jay. That's uh, Mark Spector in the Spec Report, brought to you by GS Construction. We've got lots of text to get to in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. We also have another GM coming up before we uh, wrap up the show today. We'll come back and get to your text before the GM on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Rolling through Thursday afternoon. It also is, of course, uh, game day uh, NFL tonight. Uh, where is the brand man at, uh, Connor Halley? He is heading down to the Windermere location. Ooh, all you folks out in Windermere, see the Duke, uh, Brandon Douglas, down, give you a lot of prize to buy a beer. If you uh, want to watch the Chiefs, the Chiefs could be the Canucks tonight. I think there's a really good chance this could be a blowout against the Denver Broncos. Uh, also, uh, NFL news, the Browns will be without Watson. Oh, darn. He's out again. Jeez, couldn't happen to a better guy. Couldn't happen to a better guy. So uh, he is out. And the 49ers, who are uh, very good, going to be in better. So nice. Now, lots of text in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. Hey, boys, calling it now. McDavid, four-point night Saturday. He looked very upset. Gus in the hood. It's possible, but four points, man's hard. I know Brock Besser just had a four-goal game. It's the first one against the Orders in 21 years. There's only ever been 12 all-time against the Edmonton Orders. No one's ever scored five against Edmonton. 
Fun little trivia for you. Do you know the last player before Brock Besser to score four goals in a game against the Edmonton Oilers? Text me and let me know at 833-401-1440. We'll get to uh, some of Woodcroft's comments. If you missed him last night, uh, he was, I don't know how many times you repeated work ethic, <laughs> but uh, if you were playing a drinking game, every time he said work ethic, you take a drink, phew, you would have... Uh, You've been inebriated pretty quickly in the post game because that's pretty much uh, all he talked about. The uh, the work ethic wasn't there. They had a preseason work ethic, and uh, the Canucks had a regular season one, and the owners were playing catch up basically after the first five minutes. They started all right, but after that, uh, uh, it was not good. And uh, many of you are paying attention or reading my article at Oilers Nation, but yes, uh, Marcus Naslin was the uh, most recent player to score. Four goals against the Orders. That's the only one ever in Edmonton where the opposing team had a player score four goals. Only one time ever in Orders franchise history. It happened at home. That was Marcus Naslin. The other 11 were all on the road. Now, uh, let's hear a little bit from uh, courtesy of... Uh, Kev Karras is down there for us today. And um, here's uh, Jay Woodcroft on the day after... The debacle. I, I'm assuming, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you've probably rewatched all or large portions of that game on video. I'm wondering if you have any any observations or anything has stood out to you that maybe you hadn't processed last night. Didn't look any better on video than it did in person. I can tell you that. Are there are there a bunch of teachable moments? Like, are you going to show players large chunks of that game, small chunks of that game, or try to get them to mentally just move on from it? How do you approach going over? Um, you know, we've we've sat and we've met already. Um, we've addressed the things that needed to be addressed. Pride ourselves on on holding each other competitively accountable. And uh, for us, that was that game last night was well below what our standard is. And um, you know, we've we've met, we've addressed it, flushed it, move on to tomorrow. Jay, I'm a firm believer that you learn more from failure than success, and I've got a lot of experience with this because uh, I've had a lot of failure over the years. But just a just a just a thought on: Is it easier to teach? And you know, like Nick Saban will talk about when the you know you don't want to hammer the team when they're down off it because you don't want to get to their heart with it. Yeah. How tricky is that navigating in terms of getting the message across? Does that even need to happen? Well, at this stage. Well, I think. Yes, it does need to happen. We're um, not uh, happy with the way we played yesterday. Um, so th I don't believe in sweeping things under the rug. I, I believe in being direct and open and upfront and to tell the truth. Um, so, but that's okay. Uh, close teams can have those kinds of conversations and close teams um, they know when they haven't lived up to a certain type of standard and there's not a, a person yesterday, coaches players uh, that feel good about the result of that game. Uh, we think we've had a, a real good month here uh, in Edmonton but the way we played last night was nowhere near our standard, nowhere near the level of desperation and urgency required to win in the NHL, let alone execution. Um, but that game has been played. It has been digested. It has been taught from. 
Um, now it's on us to make sure that uh, we have a good day tomorrow to set up practice heading into Saturday night. A little housekeeping item for you. Uh, any update at this time on Dylan Holloway? Um, I saw Dylan. I haven't talked to the doctors yet, but uh, I don't anticipate it uh, being anything major at all. I, I expect him to play on Saturday night. Was I mean, the result, obviously, you've talked about the effort level and that being kind of right at the top of the, the list of problems. As you're implementing some new tweaks to the system here and there, did you see things in, in your own end that you just think are going to take a little bit of time for your group to get used to or work out, or is, was it just strictly? You know what's interesting? I think we spent very little time in our own zone yesterday. Uh, in fact, I think we had double the amount of ozone time that, that we spent in our D zone. So I didn't see um, breakdowns of the D zone variety. I saw a couple um, breakout turnovers. I saw, you know, a couple uh, rush reads that have to be a whole lot better, but I didn't see a whole lot of zone time in our own end. I think um, that's one one area for us, I would say, is just, you know, cleaning up different parts of our game. But the meeting that we had with our team today didn't go anywhere near systems. It went it went to effort. It went to... In, in, when I say that, I'm just talking about the how regular season hockey is different than preseason hockey, and how we understand, um, given uh, our recent history and players that we have and our our potential here in Edmonton, that that's the type of game we should expect to see on a nightly basis from our opponents. And we're disappointed that we didn't meet the competitive level of, of last night's game. But as I said earlier, that's one game that happened last night. It didn't sit well, didn't sit well this morning. We've gone through it. We've taught off of it. Now we flush it. And the good news is that we get a chance or another crack at that same team coming into our building here on Saturday night in front of the best fans in the world. Those happen to most teams through the course of the season. You have these sort of one-off nights where things just don't go right. Yeah. Is it kind of odd for it to happen right out of the gate? And do you, do you take it more seriously or handle it any different given it was the first game and there was all this build-up? Um, you know, I, I think the build-up comes from the media. I think the build-up uh, might come from the fan bases in both cities and uh, whatnot, but I think uh, for us, we understand that to meet the challenges of an 82-game schedule, you're, you're going to understand there's going to be some off nights. Now, what was interesting about last night, it, it was an off night for everybody. Uh, sometimes an individual has an off night or a line has an off night or a deep air or a special team. It was an off night for everybody. We don't feel good about it. Um, it is what it is. We'll learn from it and move on. Well, that's all they can do is move on. No, uh, no question about that. So we will, uh, we'll see what unfolds on Saturday. Many fans frustrated, right? I think it's fair to be frustrated after the game. Do fans flush it right away? Eh, probably not. They're not playing. They don't have to. But uh, the older players are going to have to. And then they're going to have to move on and uh, and be a lot better. No question. Hey, guys, I'm not negative on either player, but 25-2 pairing is awful. Bush needs to learn from Ekholm, from uh, Jamie. 
Sure, but watch the plays last night. Look at the second goal against. Evan, the puck stumped in the corner. Evan Bouchard goes back to get it. He's the first guy back. He has lots of time and just flat out loses it. What is playing with Ekholm going to do different at that moment? At some point, some of the stuff is just on a player. It can't all be about, you know, the partner. Sure, it helps. But just looking at that play individually, what, what, what has to change? Do you honestly think, like, what, is Ekholm going to be some miracle worker in, in that regard? Maybe, I guess. But when I watch that play, and then you watch the last goal, Bouchard's right there in front of the net just standing beside a guy. So um, sometimes the onus on the players individually, you know, and every individual player from last night needs to look in the mirror and be like, I got to be better. There's no question about it. They need to be better. So uh, I expect them to. They've all shown for long stretches they are a better team than what they showed last night. There's no debate about that. Like, last night was awful. We can all admit it. It was, after, like they said, the first five minutes, it was just, then it's one nothing. Then you're like, okay, it's two nothing. Now it's three. Now kind of an unlucky goal, it's four. Now Drysaddle scored four to one, and you're thinking, hmm, maybe. Then they came right back. Edmonton took a dumb penalty. Peterson scores on the ensuing power play. And pretty much over. There, there was very little life or fight in the orders after that. And it really sucked. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So I think for the fan base and the players... Because it's the first game of the year, and you haven't played in so long, and that's what happens. Fans have been waiting since the loss to Vegas in Game 6 to watch your team. And, hey, I know you watch preseason, but everyone's like, yeah, it's preseason. The games don't matter. Now the game matters. Vancouver got two points. Edmonton got none. And it was one of the worst losses in franchise history. And I don't say that. being That's not an exaggeration. Edmonton's played 3,400 regular season games. Only 15 times have they lost by seven or more goals. So uh, I think it's safe to say 
that uh, you don't see bad losses like that, especially, you know, even in the month of October. So, um, you know, Edmonton, even just allowing eight-plus goals in the month of October hasn't happened since 1997. Long time. So they got to be better. Uh, we'll come back. We'll discuss a little playoffs with you. On the Thursday edition of the Jason Greger Show, live on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 543, welcome back, Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We are live in the E-Well studio, and next Thursday, a week today, is their grand opening, and uh, from uh, 11 a.m. until uh, 1 p.m., and they are having a, a huge party, and guess what, uh, any of their vendors, any of their clients get down there, 186th Street and 116th Avenue. Food truck, free food, some jersey giveaways, scavenger hunt prizes. Any 1440 listeners want to go check it out? If you're looking for all your electrical needs, go to ewell.ca. Next Thursday, the 19th, is their uh, grand opening. Celebration is a fantastic facility. So uh, check it out. Uh, NHL scores early on. The uh, Rangers... Oh, Alex Lafreniere, is this the year? Opens up the scoring for the uh, the Broad Street Blues. Also, the Flyers up 2-1 uh, to one on the uh, Blue Jackets. Uh, no score between the Red Wings and the Devils. Blues and Stars later on. Panthers in Minnesota. Kraken are in Nashville. And then the late game has the Golden Knights taking on the San Jose Sharks. Let's go in the community now. Brought to you by United Sport and Cycle and a Hockey Days is on where you can save up to 35% off. United Sport and Cycle, your home for hockey for 95 years. And playoffs, baby. Nothing better this weekend. In, of course, the uh, Prairie Junior Football League, the Edmonton Huskies are on the road to take on the Regina Thunder. Jason uh, Lormer, former player, of course, now is their uh, GM. He joins us now. Jason, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Hey, appreciate it. Uh, long time no see. So uh, how's, uh, how's GMing a junior football team going? Uh, you know, sleep is for the week. <laughs> that is the truth. <laughs> what's uh, what's kind of been the biggest learning curve? Well, it's, it's been uh, three years now of uh, me doing uh, yep. this particular role. And the, the, the biggest one is just staying on top of uh, the moving parts of uh, – the creature comforts for the boys, uh, the the traveling, making sure you've got the buses all lined up and the hotels are not trying to pull a fast one on you, switching up rooms at the last minute and all that fun stuff. So just, you know, making sure our boys are taken care of. Yeah, well, that's good. So let me, you know, you look at your team, you've been in the playoffs, you know how it is when you got to go into Saskatchewan. It's it's always tough, whether it's uh, at the Gordie Howe Bowl or whether you're going to Regina against the Thunder. Um, you know, experience for your team. Uh, you know, you guys have had some big wins this year. You've probably had a few losses that you'd like back. Kind of, where Where is your team at right now and in, in how this season's gone and maybe kind of, you know, where the process is as far as, you know, because I know it's not just always a one-year thing with, with junior football. It's usually like a cyclical thing, four or five years. Yeah, it's, it's a constant process. You know, the, the coaches and uh, bless them for uh, being really diligent on the recruiting. Our guys do a great job bringing in some great talented kids and uh, looking at the character first and foremost. Uh, but, yeah, no, we got to make sure we're staying on top of the recruiting for next year because, for example, last year, heck, we lost 23 uh, graduated. So that's a good chunk of your team and then probably another 10 or 15 just due to attrition. So, you know, that's a good part of your team vanishing just due to time. 
Yeah. Uh, well, and that's that's always the one, like, as you're building a team, GM for junior teams is always different because, you know, you plan for a few years, but then sometimes a guy up and leaves because of work, and then other guys up and leave. Maybe all of a sudden they get an opportunity to go to uh, to university. So it's, it, you know, you kind of have a plan, but then I'm guessing you always have to be flexible because sometimes you don't necessarily know for sure if some guys are going to stick through the full four or five years. Yeah, and that's actually the biggest part of uh, our recruiting process. We try and make sure the kids know that nothing's given to them. So they have to earn everything. So if you're earning that role and someone has uh, has had moved on, you know, then you're ready and you're prepared to make an impact just like that previous guy did. So we want to make sure when we get our players uh, set up for the next position, that happens in life. So they're preparing themselves. So they're not going to be expecting everything handed to them. You can't just expect things given to you and be successful in life. So the boys, they really have to earn it in here and uh, earn their role. And we got a lot of rookies this year that really stepped up and earned their role right out of the gate. So it's a really good thing this year for us. Who are some of the players to watch for for Husky fans this weekend in Regina? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, we got we got a couple good ballers, uh, but with the injuries we got going on, who knows? We're waiting on medical clears for a couple of guys. Oh, a lot wow. of uh, nicks and scratches, uh, some uh, shoulder injuries, some knee injuries, uh, hand injuries, all the fun stuff that you don't want to happen in this time of the year is popping up. Uh, but uh, you know the the, the tanks. Uh, we got Jacob Hagerfeld uh, leading that nose tackle position, right, uh, trying to jam it down the throat to the quarterback. Um, on the right opposite side of him, we got Ife Bogan coming out of running back. Big, 200, he'll say 230-pound, I say 240-pound running back, uh, just coming out, pounding the rock nonstop. So it's going to be a, a fun little uh, fun little battle this weekend from both sides. So you look at those injuries, and at, you know because you guys take the bus and everything, you got to leave earlier, you, you've got to know a few days in advance if they're going to be, because you can't necessarily make game-time decisions, or, or can you, and will you just travel a few more bodies? Uh, no, well, the bus is tight on a good day. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll make the, the, the best educated decision on the Friday night, because uh, we're back here. We're, we're leaving here probably 10.30 on Friday night, and we're back here at 6 in the morning. Uh, loading that bus, uh, and the boys have been really great, making sure they're on time for the most part. And then uh, we're on the road, taking a break out in uh, Battleford, and then heading right to the practice field, getting that done, having dinner, doing a whole bunch of film, and then uh, game day. So you're, how come you're leaving Friday night? No, no, no. That's when we make our last decision. So oh, oh. We leave, yeah, yeah, we, oh. yeah. We leave Saturday morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, what? You're leaving on the bus at ten thirty? Is that a new thing? I hadn't heard about. Geez, I knew the bus is tough in junior football, but uh, man, ten overnight bus trips. Uh, that's a uh, that's a little bit uh, tougher. I know the because uh, yeah, that's about a good, still a good eight hour bus ride there. So you split it up uh, in between. Then the guys try to get their legs going. Um, so you arrive in Saskatchewan. I think it's probably close to around five or five thirty. Correct, give or take. Yeah. We we actually get in. To our, get to the our practice field at about three thirty four o'clock. Oh, okay. So you guys are leaving what, yeah. like six, seven? Six. Uh, we're trying to aim, aim for six thirty tomorrow morning or Saturday morning. Okay, so then you'll just yeah. do a light rundown. You're just doing like a rundown then on the on not the even a run, just a mental walkthrough. Okay, just making sure we're walking through it. If I had the option, the boys would be wearing flip flops just to make sure it's just mental reps walk through it and make sure they're good to go. Unfortunately, they like their cleats too much and they like going fast. So that's a good problem to have. Jason Lormer, the uh, general manager of the Empton Huskies, joins us in his third year uh, with the Huskies. And, um, you know, Jason, you, you've looked at, uh, you know, the Saskatoon Hilltops are, you know, perennial, one of the top teams all the time. Um, yeah. what, what do you think has to happen for, for someone to come out and, you know, 
compete year after year with them? Execute. It's as simple as that. Uh, going back to, you know, I'm going to call you out here, even going back to days when you were uh, affiliated with us, uh, their playbook hasn't changed. No. They just say, here's the playbook, stop us. And that's the challenge every single year because we know that playbook is only about four or five pages deep. It's not that big. And uh, they just, uh, Sarge does a heck of a job coaching them up down there. And uh, Calgary's going to be in for a tough battle against them this weekend. Give me your thoughts on the uh, on the hilltops on the other side and, and what you're maybe expecting because I'm assuming I know you never look too far ahead for you and you're only focused on your team but it, it seems like it's obviously going to be the hilltops. Um, when you look at their team this year and you mentioned how they really haven't changed their playbook. It's funny in football because I joke from Coach McLean days, like football coaches are some of the most like you're always oh, someone's stealing our playbook. Someone's watching our practice. They're going to take it. Yet you just say, well, the Hilltops are on the same thing. They've done it for 20 years and no one can beat them consistently. So is there too much overthinking sometimes in football? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I know, you know, Bob Bula and Bob, uh, first year of Harry cracked me up. He would watch that high level bridge to see that no one was up there with cameras filming our practice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always, uh, uh, the, the coaches are always overthinking. They're trying to be a little too creative sometimes, but you know what? In the day and age we play in, the wrinkles are what make it fun to watch. Well, Jason, uh, have a good, safe bus trip. Uh, hope uh, you get the clearance from the players you need and uh, best of luck in Regina on Sunday. Oh, absolutely. And before we take off here, Jason, one thing I do want to mention, because it's probably the last time I talked to you this year, next year is our Saturday anniversary. We're going to be having a whole bunch of alumni stuff coming out, so we want to make sure you and all those guys with all the championship rings come on down to the golf tournament, the NFL pool, the comedy nights, all the stuff we're doing. We want to get you guys involved next year. Mm, all right. <laughs> well, uh, that'll be fun. Now uh, you got a few characters. We get to see a few of those guys, so that'll be good times. Oh, yeah, they're, they're a fun time. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. All right, Jason, talk to you later. There you go. That's uh, Jason Lorimer, former player, now, of course, a GM for the Edmonton Huskies. That's in the community, brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. On behalf of Connor Halley and Terry Ryan, thanks, as always, for listening to the show. We truly appreciate it. If you missed anything, go to jasongregor.com. The individual interviews are there. Or go to the podcast anywhere you get it and you'll get the entire four hours let's get to the con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by legacy heating and cooling home no payments no interest for one year and guess what help your neighbor is coming back with legacy on october 23rd so get ready thinking about someone that you know who could use a brand new furnace we'll tell you more details as it gets closer good night hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 